This is HPR episode 2305 entitled, Configuring an HP Laptop for Dual Boot Linux and Windows 10. It is hosted by First Time Post Mongo, and is about 11 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, installing Linux Ubuntu GNOME to dual boot with Windows 10 on an HP laptop. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello, this is Mongo. Today I'm going over how I set up an HP Windows 10 laptop to dual boot with Ubuntu. I've been working on switching to the GNU Linux for most of my computer needs, but have taken a while to pick a distro. I first installed distros that sound interesting into a virtual machine on my Windows desktop. Top candidates are then installed for real on an older desktop to give them more of a workout. I have finally settled on Ubuntu GNOME as my distro for the foreseeable future and have been using it for a while on the desktop. I also had a copy in a virtual machine on my laptop. Once I was sure about which Linux that I would be using, I wanted to install it to dual boot with Windows on the laptop. I went with the 16.04 LTS release. That way, I don't have to mess with it for a couple of years unless something really cool comes along. To ensure compatibility before installing it to the laptop's SSD, I connected a hard drive via USB 3 and installed it there. I wanted to make sure that Ubuntu GNOME liked my hardware. I especially wanted to make sure that the Wi-Fi worked and that it scaled well with the Quad HD High DPI display. Everything checked out fine so I was ready to take the plunge. My computer is an HP Spectre X360-13 with Intel Core i7-6500U processor, 8GB of RAM, a 256GB SSD, and a 13-inch 1440p display. It is less than 2 years old, so uses UEFI and Secure Boot for the installed Windows 10 Home Operating System. This affects how you set the computer to dual boot Windows and Linux. What I am going to describe worked for me and should work for most UEFI systems running Windows, but may not work for all systems. If you are starting with a clean system or an older computer that uses a legacy BIOS configuration, the procedure will be different. The process goes like this. Backup Windows. Recover some space from the Windows partition for Linux. Turn off Fast Startup, turn off Secure Boot, get an image of the SSD just in case, install Ubuntu, restart and see if it works. First I wanted to get a good backup. 
I logged in as administrator and did a normal Windows 7 type backup to a USB connected hard drive. The backup included a system image. I already had a rescue USB drive. Then I opened computer management, selected disk management, and right clicked the main Windows partition. I selected shrink volume and squeezed out 53 gigabytes of unallocated space for installing Linux. I had previously cleaned up Windows to make room, including deleting the VMware image of Ubuntu that I won't be needing with the dual boot system. How big you make your Linux drive will depend on how much space is available and also your requirements for both Windows and Linux. Next, turn off Fast Startup in Windows. Fast Startup is a form of hibernation that saves the system state after closing all applications and logging off users and is owned, owned by default in Windows 10. It needs to be turned off while configuring the system for dual boot as Linux can't mount the hibernated Windows drive. This feature was called Fast Boot in Windows 8. There are several ways to turn it off in Windows 10. You can quickly disable all hibernation with power config from the command line. To do this, open a command window as administrator and at the prompt type powercfg.exe space slash hibernate space off and press enter. Later you can reverse this if you want to by repeating the command using on instead of off. If you prefer using the GUI, open the control panel, select hardware and sound, then power options. On the left, click choose what the power buttons do. On the next screen, a few lines down from the top, click Change Settings that are currently unavailable. Next, under Shutdown Settings, uncheck the box for Turn on Fast Startup. You can also turn off the Hibernate option here. If the Fast Startup option does not appear, then Hibernation is disabled and so Fast Startup is already off. I have read that it is okay to turn Fast Startup back on after installing Linux, and I've also read that it's a bad idea, but I don't know why. I left it off afterward. With the SSD, it boots very fast either way. Also, if you leave it off, you can access the Windows volume from Linux. That way you can save files that you need in both systems in a Windows folder. You won't be able to get to the Linux folders from Windows. The system won't boot from a USB drive with secure boot turned on, so next, I reboot the PC and go into the BIOS settings. On the HP, you hit the escape key a few times right after power, turning on the power. Other systems may use the delete key, F2, or something else. In the BIOS, under boot options, disable secure boot, but do not change the system to legacy boot. It has to stay in UEFI mode so that Linux will install correctly to boot with Windows. I was installing from a USB drive, so I made sure that the USB drive was the first boot option. If you have an optical drive, you can install from a disk. I then hit F10 to save the change and restart the machine. At this point, instead of booting into Ubuntu Live USB drive, I booted to a Clonezilla USB drive and made an image of the SSD on the same USB hard drive that received the Windows backup. 
Clonezilla is not backup software that lets you restore individual files, but it's great for taking a quick snapshot of a drive or partition just before you do something that could break your computer. I have also used it to upgrade a laptop to a larger M.2 SSD that I couldn't mount through USB and use the software that came with the new drive. With that done, I shut down and switched the Clonezilla drive for the Ubuntu 16.04 Live USB drive. Next, I powered it on and at the, at the Linux menu, selected Install. But you can go to the Live version and install from there if you like. You will probably have installed your favorite distro several times before committing to making a dual boot PC. Other Linux distros may be a little different than what I described. A trial installation to another system or USB drive will give you a heads up on what to expect. I am not going over the general installation steps for the distro that I use. Just answer the questions normally as it starts the installation. When the Ubuntu GNOME installation gets to the page for installation type, the, the last option is something else. I selected that in order to show it where to put Linux. Here it displays a table of partitions similar to Gparted. Select the unallocated space stolen from Windows and click the plus sign below to create a partition. At this point, if you have definite ideas about how to partition a drive for Linux, you can do what you want. I'm pretty new to Linux, so I went the easy route. The available space for me was 53 gigabytes. From the options presented, I made a 50 gigabyte primary extended for partition with mount point at root. That's the slash with on the drop-down menu. That left 3 gigabytes unallocated that I used to create a swap space partition. I don't know that a swap partition is really necessary with 8 gigabytes of RAM on a laptop that will never see any major workload, but I decided to make a small one. With the partitions created, it now knows where to put Ubuntu. Click the button at the bottom of the page to continue. From here, it is again a normal installation. When it's done, it says to reboot. I forgot to pull out the USB stick in time and ended up killing it with the power button when it came back to the Linux Live menu. When I powered it back on, it came up to the GNU Grub menu in about 5 seconds. The options were Ubuntu, Advanced Options for Ubuntu, Windows Boot Manager, and System Startup. I sat and looked at it for a bit, and after 10 seconds it automatically booted into Ubuntu GNOME. I thought, perfect. On the next boot, I selected Windows. Nothing had changed here except that there was a little less space available. On the Grub menu, System Setup takes you to the BIOS menu, so I no longer have to scramble to click Escape in time. Later on, when I was sure that I was done, I turned Secure Boot back on. It doesn't affect the boot process except that you can't boot from a USB drive. I quickly went through setting up Ubuntu GNOME, mostly like I have my desktop installation, but I am taking my time deciding which applications will actually be used on the laptop. 
Also, I'm trying out some GNOME extensions that I haven't used before that look promising. Now, when I run Ubuntu on the laptop, it is noticeably faster than when running in a virtual machine. That's because it is using the entire CPU with direct access to the graphics processor and 8 gigabytes of RAM instead of 3. And I can still boot Windows when I need it. The switch takes about 30 seconds. I enjoy listening to Hacker Public Radio where I often learn something new and interesting and sometimes just hear a great story. Thank you to HPR and its many contributors. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.